from Pandora. Welcome to a Vault Hunter's Guide to the Borderlands, episode four. The best Borderlands podcast on the Echo Net. I'm Drew. I am Jeff. All right, we'll see you next <laughs> week. No. Um, so uh, we've got a nice episode for you today. Uh, we are going to be uh, taking a look at Borderlands 2 for Borderlands 1 players. So kind of comparing and tr- contrasting the games. We know a lot of people played Borderlands 1 uh, since it was re-released here recently, and the, maybe those players are looking to transition into Borderlands 2, and this is going to be an episode kind of covering all the uh, all the things you need to know about the differences between the two games. Yeah. So uh, looking forward to getting into that. But before that, Jeff, how was your past two weeks in the Borderlands? You know, it's been pretty good. Uh, mainly, I've been working pretty heavily on my uh, sniper Maya build in Borderlands 2. Um, there's actually a day where I was uh, I was actually uh, feeling just just awful, and so I stayed home from work and I did some farming on that character. So, um, so I was good. I um, I think you know. Well, you know, because you and I talked a little bit during that day that I was I was looking for a Lyuda. Uh, in second playthrough for Sniper Maya, and I wanted an elemental one uh, for her. And I, uh, do you remember how many times I came? <laughs> I I got a slag one right in a row. Yeah, it was like three. Yeah, you got like three slag layudas. Yeah, I got like three slag layudas all right around him just like i just want anything else i want fire or corrosive or whatever and, nope. and then there was one point where you were like you're like hey can you can you do me a favor like can you look it up like i'm pretty sure this comes in other elements but i just need you to double check me on this yep and so i pulled up our our old friend borderlands dot you know dot fandom dot wiki and uh sure enough i was like yeah it comes in any any element and you're like what the shit dude come on <laughs> yeah I mean, I was already I was already feeling just awful that day, and then doing that did not help me at all. So, uh, but yeah, no. Once I end up doing that, you know, I end up you know running through a couple of things, and it was uh, it was good times. So I was I was thoroughly enjoying it. That's kind of that's kind of where I've been uh, at recently. I did also start a uh, a brand new. Uh, I did also start a brand new brick on uh, Borderlands uh, Classic, I guess. You know, OG Borderlands. Why do I feel like that should be like a like a comic about about Brick's life? Like at some point, like either before, you know, Borderlands or like, you know, or like after Borderlands 2 or something like that. Just a comic called A Brand New Brick. <laughs> a Brand New Brick. So, what- yeah. Well, you know they do have Borderlands comics, right? Like they've got there was like uh like a Borderlands Origin comics. I did not know that. Yeah. So, that'll be another episode. Put, we'll get into that another time. <laughs> yeah, who put who put those out? Just um, uh, you know, let's see. Let me take a look real quick. Put me on the spot. Borderlands Origin. Um, well, it was written by Mikey Newman, so there's that. Which is pretty cool. legit. So um, let's see. Oh, okay. Um, looks like you can find them on uh, Comicsology, and let me see if there's anyway. Oh yeah. Uh, so that was published by IDW. So okay, cool. Yep. 
All right, sweet. Yeah, so, I had no idea. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, the series delves into, uh, according to uh, borderlands.fandom.com slash wiki. <laughs> uh, <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah, the series delves into the origins of each of the four Vault Hunters in Borderlands, leading up to their arrival on Pandora and boarding Marcus Kincaid's bus to Firestone. Sweet, sweet. Yep. So anyway, uh, so yeah, like I said, that'll be, you know, something we'll, we'll get into at some point. Uh, you know, maybe we'll have to take some time. We'll just go through and we'll read them and then, you know, kind of do a recap on them or anything like that. So anyway, yeah, that'd be fun. Um, but yeah, so that was, that was my, um, that was my time in Borderlands, uh, past couple of weeks. How about yours? Uh, so I didn't really get a whole lot of time in there. As you know, I, uh, I bought a new guitar recently, so I've been spending a lot of time with that thing, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I did do some, I did play a little bit of, uh, Borderlands 2, uh, with running my Axton build still. I farmed the bunker for a little bit, did like 15, 20 runs, got a, a, a single bitch out of it, <laughs> and like, come on, ridiculous. And then, and then I decided to go and, uh, farm... Uh, Hunter Helquist for a few for a uh, for a for a B. Three, I got two of them in like three runs. Oh jeez! <laughs> so it's just it's the RNG in this game is just the weirdest thing ever. It really is. So, but anyways, so yeah, that's that's pretty much all the time that I spent in the Borderlands recently. Nice. Um, yeah. So yeah, with that, let's uh, go ahead and move on to the news. Yep, uh, full disclosure, the news is going to be a little bit weird this time, because we may be talking about things that have already happened. Our plan is, if you haven't already, there should be another 15 or 20 minute uh, mini episode that all it does is cover stuff that's coming up here soon, um, because... Um, yeah, because we're recording this on Saturday the 8th, and literally tomorrow is uh, is E3, is what is Borderlands, you know, main uh, new gameplay reveal and stuff like that at E3 tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, but we just, we have we have a schedule, and we do these things, you know, when we do them for a reason, so we just figured we'd, we'd do, like, a brief overview of news outside of that, and then we'll do, like, a little 15-20 minute um, mini-sode you know, recapping that stuff. We'll probably record that tomorrow night and it will come out before this episode. So if you haven't listened to that, go back, check it out. Uh, man, did we kick ass on that mini soda or what? We did so good. Dude, we did so good. You remember where I did that thing with that stuff? <laughs> Shh, dude, I can't even. I was like, man, this, this dude's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all right. So moving on to the news that we do have, uh, start us off. Yeah, so we may already be getting into this at this point, or we maybe have this. This may be something that all of us are enjoying right now. But uh, there was a uh, there was a leak for some DLC. Normally, Drew and I don't focus on leaks too much, <laughs> but uh, this one is huge because the leak comes to us from Steam. <laughs> Drew's over here. He's doing he's doing a happy dance. <laughs> so. Um- I'm just so stoked. <laughs> so, uh, so the leak is that there's going to be some new DLC that's going to be connecting Borderlands 2 to Borderlands 3. Uh, there's all sorts of news about it on all the major uh, on all the major gaming sites right now. Um, so yeah, I mean it's uh, it's on IGN and Kotaku, and Polygon, Polygon yeah. and everywhere. Yeah, so it really is. So, um, so but yeah. It's going to be getting a story campaign, and what we've heard is that it's going to be called uh, Commander Lilith and the Fight for Sanctuary. Um, so it was chronicled by Reset Era initially. They were the ones that kind of got the screenshots of the Steam page and everything like that. So um, yeah, and that data was uh, it was like 
aggregated or scraped somehow from like some weird i don't even know how that stuff works but like right yeah um so the um so the main um so the official description uh that comes to us um that has now been removed from steam uh it was like i said it was uh it's still brought to us via reset era says return to the award-winning looter shooter for a new adventure that sets the stage for the upcoming borderlands 3 sanctuary is under siege the vault's map has been stolen and a toxic gas is poisoning pandora fight new bosses explore new zones get new loot including an entire new tier above legendary and join up with lilith and the crimson raiders to take on the deranged villain hellbent on ruling the planet Returning players can pursue an increased level cap of up to 80, while newcomers can automatically boost to level 30 and dive straight into the action. This is dope! <laughs> Get hyped! Woo! Woo! I'm stoked. Yeah. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I really, I really hope that they announce this soon. I hope that by the time, you know, I hope that by the time you guys are hearing this, you're like, Psh, bro, I'm already level 80. What's up? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I'm hoping for, because, I mean, it's... I, it would be sick to have one of those. We all we all love those moments, like um like when when Gearbox did. Uh, man, I already forgot what that what that show was. But when they talked about when they announced Borderlands Three, right? Yeah. They also talked to. They're like, hey, check this out. This is a Risk of Rain Two, and it's out now you know so, so so my wife or it was like it yeah. was like the next day or something yeah. like that you know so my wife and i uh we've come to call those nintendo moments because nintendo is like huge on doing that recently yeah like yeah but, but that's what i'm hoping i'm hoping that as we're watching stuff at e3 uh tomorrow you know it's like hey we've got a new dlc out and it's out right now you know <laughs> like yeah that would be that would be amazing seriously so. we, you know like I think, you know, I think people forget how big this community is, but like, so we haven't had anything new in Borderlands 2 for like five years, and there's still pretty easily 15,000 concurrent players in any given time on on Steam alone, which is right, right. huge. That's not even counting, you know, players on Xbox and, and PlayStation Network and, and PS3. Cause you could still do, cause you can do that, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, and so like you don't even have to be connected online and play and play on PS3. Yeah, and again, so, and again, that's concurrent players, meaning people that are like actively like online doing stuff. So right. So, so let's address a couple of things uh, at a time. First of all, the most exciting part of that whole thing, probably, depending <laughs> on who you are, but is the uh, is the new tier above legendary. Mm-hmm. So. It's it's pretty easy to um, make the assumption that it's that rainbow tier that was leaked. What is that like two months ago now? Month About and a half ago, ago, something yeah, like that. There there was an update in there was an update when that huge update came for Borderlands two a while back, and in the hands yeah with the texture packs and everything with the texture packs, correct. So um, that one of the updates that happened in there was there was a new rarity introduced, but you couldn't actually do it unless you went in and force modded it, and even then it didn't actually change anything in the game. So that's right. That was yep. sorry. That was discovered by uh, what was that guy's name? Something Cody. Yeah. Is that com- yeah, I apologize. We apologize for not knowing the source on that. It's been a hot minute, so um, yeah, it has been a little bit while. So a little while, a little bit while. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, um, 
But yeah, that's the main thing. So, you know, a rainbow rarity, which is supposed to be above, uh, which is supposed to be beyond legendary. And I'm not sure whether that's meant to be because uh, the, because we also have the uh, pearlescence, which are supposed to be above that too, but they aren't always depending on, you know, I mean, you guys know how it goes. It depends on the gun and everything like that. So we'll see where that actually fits in and if that's supposed to be like the absolute tippy top tier or not. So, right. Uh, the, uh, User that discovered that, Captain Kobe. Uh, shout out to him. Sorry, we forgot your name. Yeah. It's, like we said, it's been a while. So. Yeah. so thank you, Captain Kobe. We appreciate you finding that information. So, um, so yeah, so that's the most exciting thing to me. It's like, and, and will it bring... Okay, so here's a question. Will it bring that rarity to the rest of the game? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or is it just going to be like... Um, like, there's some weapons that you can only get from, like, Seraph vendors sure. and, sh- and shit like that yeah. in uh, in DLCs and whatever. Will this new rarity, like, can I find one in a dumpster in Sanctuary, you know? Right. Or, or things like that. Yeah. No, I gotcha. I think, I don't know, if, if I were to have my choice, I would love for them to... Like, you know, maybe not in a dumpster. I mean, you know, of course, we all we all know that classic phrase, any 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 lootable source in the game, you know. Yeah, yeah. Any suitable loot source. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think that maybe that would be something that'd be fun if they did it similar to, um, you know, like finding the um, finding the legendary class mods where you get them like specifically from like chubby enemies or something like that. I think Mm, that could be fun. Yeah. That'd be fine, too. That'd be fine, too. So, so yeah, so to me, that's the most exciting part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also, also, let's not focus on that uh, without forgetting the fact that they did say new loot, which means that there will be, you know, right. you know, new, you know, new, however you want to call it, new you, legendaries unique. Let's call them new red text weapons. You know? Yeah, there you go. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, obviously new zones and everything like, you know, this will just be amazing for anyone that has been playing and, you know, has so many characters and everything. It's just going to be nice to finally go out there and see something new and different. So without, without, you know, with it being an official thing, without it being a mod of some kind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, um, again, Captain Kobe, awesome job on the, uh, on the Borderlands, uh, oh, what, what, what was the name of that mod? The Borderlands uh, Reborn um, mod? Borderlands Reborn, thank you. Yeah, yeah, awesome job on that. A lot of people have loved that. You know, uh, really enjoyed the new content and everything in there. It's just, man, new official content to like hopefully tide us over for another. Oof, we're only a few months away now, dude. It's September. Yeah, like, so you know, so yeah, just what three months? About three months. Yep. Yeah. Three months from from today's recording. Three months, five days. Yeah. Super stoked. It's a Friday. I'm taking that day off. So yeah, <laughs> same Z's. <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, so so that's awesome. The level cap increase also good. Mm-hmm. Um, get to have that much more skills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that's gonna be so nice. Like, let me, like let me actually see something. Yeah. Like seriously, you, what, what are you gonna do with like what are you gonna do with like eight more skill points in your skill tree? Now? I don't know. I was just thinking that. Like, <laughs> okay, let's say I go through here and I, let's see. Sorry, I'm just I'm just burying points into into a skill calculator. <laughs> yeah, yep, right now. So That's fair. No, I got you. Okay, so uh let's see. Level 30 level 31, you'll max one out, right? Mhm. 
I mean, not max one out, but, like, you can get a capstone, you know? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I'm doing the same thing that yeah. you are now, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can go all the way down an entire side of a tree. Oh, that's funny, because it, it stops you at level 72. So then, um, let's see, plus another 5, that's 79. You can get... Okay, so if you go all the way down one side of a tree, you can you can do that on two trees, right? And then you can get uh, most of the way down through another one, because you can put another five here, so that's 77, 78. Yeah, you'll be, like, just a few points short of being able to get a capstone in another <laughs> tree. So, like, you could... So you could like almost, if you really wanted to, put a capstone in in all three trees. <laughs> just, I mean, you're gonna be just short, but yeah. I mean, still, just having that many more points is gonna be huge. So, so yeah, be good for times. sure. All right. So, so side side note, I really hope that they uh, actually update the skill calculators to reflect that. Yeah. So yeah, let's hope so. Um, so anyway, we gotta we gotta keep stuff rolling. So. Um, uh, let's go ahead and get into our next piece, which is that, uh, for those of you that are interested in the vault insider program, season one is live. Make sure to go out there, grab your loot. Uh, I've seen some people, some screenshots of people getting some really fun stuff. Uh, it's basically already rewarding you for what you guys are doing, which is, you know, you're interested in borderlands content. So you're watching stuff and getting to know things about borderlands and you're able to trade that for real world loot in the game. So that is going on right now. If you, if you have some, you know, if you have some stuff saved up from that, go ahead and start, you know, getting your, getting your loot from that. So, um, yeah, yep, yep, yep. um, as a, as a quick thing, you know, we're really curious to see what kind of loot people get. So, you know, go ahead and tweet at us and let us know what kind of fun stuff you guys are getting. So, um, you know, go ahead and hit us up on vault hunters pod on Twitter. Um, and you know, just share with us some of the fun stuff that you guys are getting. So, yeah, man. Um, so yeah. Um, this is probably already happening, you know, but, um, you know, like we said, gearbox at E3 and everything like that. So we're just telling you that again, because if, if this stuff has already happened or if there's been some big news, go check out our mini. So that should already be out at this point and we'll let you know what the situation is. So it's only yep. about, you know, it should only be about 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah. We're recording this out of order. doesn't matter anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> so, uh, Drew, do you want to cover this? Cause, uh, this is something that, uh, uh, I literally let Drew know a few minutes before we started this episode, and he was very happy to hear this. So, Yeah, so uh, Jeff let me know uh, as we were discussing, you know, hey, what are we going to include in the news this week, that uh, Trevor Trevor Eastman, uh, that we discussed in the last episode, uh, the uh, unfortunate, um, I don't want to say unfortunate, like, he's, uh, a quick recap of the story, he was diagnosed with cancer, wasn't sure he was going to make it to the official release of Borderlands 3. Um, they were he was able to get in touch with gearbox they and uh you know requested to play the game early and uh they and he apparently has has done so he has been he has been allowed to play borderlands 3 and that's and which is amazing i'm really again really really proud of the community that rallied around him and, yep, and got all the media attention in order to uh to make this happen shout out to gearbox you know for for letting this happen um Super excited about that, but that's that's all I know about it. You said that there was something else. Yeah, because I think you're going to be really excited about this. Like I said, I let Drew know about that. There's something else that I know that he doesn't yet. So I'm gonna 
I'm going to go ahead and post this in uh, in in our in our thing here, so you can just go ahead and see this. Trevor also got something special when this happened. So this is what happened for Trevor when he was here. Okay, so I'm just gonna so you're just gonna post it in our shared document here. And- yeah. Oh, sick! So. <laughs> so what I'm looking at, Jeff just posted an image in here. Uh, it's a uh, it's a legendary weapon in Borderlands Three called the. Uh, I mean, this ver- version is compressing. I don't know what that's gonna mean in game, but uh, it's called the Trevenator. <laughs> <laughs> so they which did, is, allow- uh, which is fantastic. Yeah. So they did allow Trevor to name a a legendary in the game and they also let him pick the red text we can see in the screenshot from it the red text is trev is gonna get you so (laughs) that's awesome yeah so So it looks like it's a uh it looks like a malawan shotgun no Um, no no that's a rocket oh wait it is a shotgun it it's a shotgun it looks a lot like a rocket it really does yeah (laughs) yeah but it's a uh but it's a uh, legendary shotgun uh, can switch between cryo and fire element. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, this particular one is uh, level 28, damage 68 by 3, something like that. Can't tell if it's 60 or 68. But, yeah, it's uh, one of those two. It looks like a, it looks like a fairly well-balanced weapon because it, so that the damage is, uh, seems fine the accuracy seems fine the handling seems well we don't know what handling really is but it's like yeah um let's see reload time a little slow at 2.0 fire rate at 6.3 uh shots per second that's that's a friggin high fire rate on a uh on a shotgun yeah that actually is now that you mention it so huh it's really interesting. I mean, I've been so personally, I've been avoiding a lot of, uh, like, I didn't watch any, any of the streamers or anything at the gameplay reveal. I didn't, I didn't watch any of it because I just don't want to be spoiled. Sure. Um. So, but like, I'm assuming that I'm reading that right. It says six point three oh slash s. So I'm assuming that's six point three per second. So that's <laughs> that's like what you see on par with like Jacobs. Jacob's shotguns that are like, you know, fire as fast as you pull the trigger. Yeah. So like I said, but, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to grabbing this thing because it looks, it looks dope, like straight up. It looks really cool. And, uh, you know, I'm like, again, I'm just really happy. Oh, that's one thing that's interesting. Sorry. It's got a, it's got a splash damage radius on it too. So, yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. So, all right. Um, also, like, there's an item score in the top left corner. What is that? So, like, what does that mean? So, item score is kind of um, for those people that have played other looter shooters out there. It's kind of similar to like, you know, your overall how good is this gun kind of a thing. Mm. So, okay, cool. um, you know, so, so like you're... at a at a quick glance, if I pick if I'm running a Trevenator, it's and its item score is three fifty eight, and then I find another one. Some, like I'm farming a guy and then I find another one that's 400. Yeah, then you know. then that one then that one will, should be better when you take into account all the other stuff on it. So in theory, but there may be stuff specific to that build that's you know I might want to run the this one instead. Correct. Yeah. So which okay. which is fine. You know, which is great. So yeah, witches. Witches. I'm I'm looking forward to uh, I'm looking forward to to grabbing this thing. This thing looks sick. Like I said, at first I thought it was a rocket launcher, but it's a shotgun. So that'll be really cool to play around with. So um, you know, 
Yeah, so, for sure. Stupid Malawan making things look more advanced than they are. <laughs> what do the rocket launchers look like? <laughs> the, rocket, the rocket launchers look like uh, grenades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. What is this? So, it's a manual right, cool. rocket launcher. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Anyway. Oh my gosh. Now I want a legendary weapon that's a rocket launcher, but really it's just like, <laughs> shoots whatever kind of grenade you have. And it's like one of those, you know, those dog, those things for your dog. It's like a long arm thing and it holds a tennis ball and it helps you like whip the ball way further. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like it's just one of those. It turns any grenade into also a longbow grenade. It turns it into a longbow grenade and as long as you're already doing that, it like does like 200% damage or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be sick. Perfect. That'd be sweet. So, so all right, cool. Well, yeah. uh, that wraps up the news for the day. Yeah. Uh, like we said, we're going to cover E3 stuff in a mini so uh, that we're going to be recording tomorrow night. Look for that. Uh, before this. Hopefully you've already listened to it. Tell us how good we did. We don't know. <laughs> we, don't, uh, we, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so getting into our main topic of the day, calling it Borderlands 1 for Borderlands 2 players. Nope, no, backwards. Wait. I titled <laughs> take, that wrong. Take that. Reverse it. <laughs> right. Borderlands 2 for Borderlands 1 players. Yeah, this is, so, this is perfect right now. Uh, the uh, new version of Borderlands 1 just came out. I'm sure that did bring on some new people that have always wanted to play the game and just never got around to it. And this is perfect timing because if you were on PlayStation right now, Borderlands Handsome Collection is the free game right now. Go scoop that up, okay? Also, I saw a ridiculous deal on the Handsome Collection on Steam the other day. It was 97%. Yeah, hold up, hold up. Actually, hold up. Actually you, you already said it's free on Steam. It's not free on Steam. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's f- free, on free on PlayStation PS, uh, Plus. Yes, yes, on PS Plus. Sorry, my yeah. bad. My bad. Uh, on Steam, it is. It was severely discounted last time I checked it out. I think that. I think that was like. It was like six dollars. Like seriously. Yeah, yeah. For both games and all the DLCs that come with that, and all and the um, headhunter packs and all that shit. Yeah, that's a stupid awesome deal. Yeah. So if if you if you if you haven't picked it up for whatever reason or anything like that, just just go do it. Like I. You know, I, I don't know. I would assume that you already have it since you're already listening to this podcast, but maybe you just got into it just because of Borderlands 1. This is a perfect time for you to get into Borderlands 2. Even if you're not done with the first game yet, go pick it up. You'll you'll get into it soon. So, yep. um, so we're going to talk about some of the huge differences between Borderlands 1 and Borderlands 2. You know, hopefully around the same time next year, we'll be talking about the huge differences between Borderlands 2 and Borderlands 3. So maybe this will be an ongoing series. Anyway, um... A uh, quick sidebar: It is currently six dollars and two cents <laughs> on Steam. Oh, man, that two cents though. Psh, I know that ruins God, it. Come on, why why you gotta why you gotta play a brother like that? <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs> Anyways, all right, cool. Yeah, Jeff's right. Uh, Borderlands two for Borderlands one players. First topic. Uh, we're gonna do this kind of loose. We just have topics, and we're just gonna kind of ramble about them. Yep. First topic: the main huge huge difference between Borderlands one and Borderlands two. Farming. Yes, framing. So now you get to <laughs> plant your beets and uh, reap the harvest mm. and... Uh, yep, fairs, then... beets, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> <laughs> no, so... Borderlands. If you played, uh, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Borderlands. If you've played other looter shooters, you know that uh, farming is uh, something that you can do. You can fight a boss multiple times, have them... Because you're going to have increased chances of weapons to drop from specific enemies, mm-hmm. not unlike in Borderlands 1. Like, you do have higher chances of uh, certain enemies dropping stuff, 
but you didn't have the opportunity to to just quit the game and go back to the main menu and then hop right back in and fight that same enemy again. Right. Unless you like dashboard quit. You yeah. know, just exit way out, you know, completely out of the game and then start over. Yeah. Which I have done. I've yeah. done it. But yeah. it sucks. Yeah. Um. The, really, the only farming that you would have done in Borderlands 1 is a little bit different. I mean, we all know the farmery. That's the big thing. General Knox's armory, you probably did that at some point. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, to, to those of you that may be new to this idea of, you know, farming, you're just looking to really min max, which you can get with your weapons and everything like that to get not only certain weapons, but the best possible weapons that you can for your builds and everything. Right. So like Jeff and I were talking about it, or like we talk about it pretty much at the beginning of every episode. We're like, what have you been doing this week? Like, oh, I've been doing a lot of farming because we're looking for specific versions of, of, uh, either of legendary weapons. So for example, uh, if you're farming the bunker, you're probably the bitch is nice, but you're probably looking for it to drop a sham and a perfect Mm -hmm. sham, uh, is, uh, going to have a absorption of 94%. So it'll absorb 94% of all bullets that hit you and, and then put them into your inventory. Mm hmm. So stupid awesome for for many many characters. Is, is there anyone who a sham is bad on? I mean, not not really. I mean, usually with every character, there's some kind of a build that the sham is going to work well for him on. Right, so. right. So the so the thing is with the sham though is that you can yeah ideally you'd get one that's a ninety four percent sham, but you can get like a seventy six percent sham, you know, <laughs> yep. which is. Which is fine, because that's still three quarters of the bullets that hit you, but I'd rather absorb nine and a half out of ten bullets. <laughs> you'd, rather absorb, you'd rather absorb 18 out of every 20. Right, exactly. Yeah, or 19 so, out of every 20, I guess, yeah. So. Right, so that's how, that's how that works. Um, and, yeah. it, and you can... The thing about farming in Borderlands 2 is that you can do it right from the get-go. I mean, I can't... I'm trying to think of if there's ever been a single time when I've played Borderlands 2 and not farmed Knuckle Dragger for a Hornet. Right. Yeah. Like, that's the thing is like to get you an idea of how early, you know, we start doing this sometimes. I have literally gotten a I have farmed a weapon that has then dropped at level zero. Like, right. <laughs> like, right. Exactly. You know, so because those getting those legendary weapons from those bosses early you do that. I mean, here, here's another great example. OK, so. Before before you get to well so so you go to sanctuary after you find sanctuary what's the very next thing that you do for a little while before you continue the playthrough? Uh, after you get back to sanctuary? No 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 after after you find sanctuary for the first time. So oh for the first time oh then you go and talk to Zed and then you go and farm an infinity. Well I was gonna say you go look for a double penetrating uncomed herald. But... Oh yes yeah sorry yeah <laughs> yeah that's. That's more accurate, but yeah, yeah. but I, but I'd like to get an infinity to make to go and then farm for a double penetrating unkempt herald. God, discourse. Drew and I disagree on this. I <laughs> I always get my double penetrating unkempt herald so I can farm the infinity. Like that. Like that's the difference between the two of us. So. Yeah, yeah, but 
that's that's great like that's the difference be like what no this one first then that one like either way we're both getting we're, we're both farming <laughs> right we're both farming for so. infinities and unkempt heralds so yeah farming is just a much bigger thing because um there's a much bigger disparage uh disparagement uh disparity disparity that's the word disparity between the uh between like that's not a word that, that, you're, you're making that up <laughs> so <laughs> there's a much bigger disparity between weapons like as soon, like in, you know, in Borderlands 1, it's not as big of a deal, but you notice huge strides when you go from a white to a green, a green to a blue, a blue to a purple, a purple to an orange. It is monumentally huge, especially in the early playthroughs. So, you know. You're talking about in Borderlands 2. Yes, correct. Yeah. So, yeah. Not, not that it's not big in Borderlands 1, but it feels much different in Borderlands 2. So Where do you... Okay, in early levels, though, let's say up to the end of first playthrough at level 30-ish. Yeah. Level 30-ish, yeah. Where do you think... What do you think the smallest gap between rarities is? The smallest gap? Yeah. Um, I think the smallest gap, honestly, is between whites and greens. Really? Yeah. Like, I, I don't feel that there's that much of a difference between a white weapon and a green weapon, because by the time you're getting into the, to that level 30 area, there's not much difference. I still feel like because of all the unique effects that legendaries have, there's a much bigger difference between, you know, orange and purple than there is uh, white and green. So, and the same thing, Jeff, and the, and the same, I feel like the smallest gap is between blue and purple. Really? Well, yeah. you know what? That's actually probably pretty accurate. Now that I think about it, I think, yeah. Yeah. Cause you pick up a blue or, or, or a purple and they're both going to be probably fairly on par with each other, depending on what you're looking at. So yeah, I, I guess right. I can go with that. So, but yeah, that's yes. Chuck one up to Drew. Haha. <laughs> anyway. So that does take us to our next point, which is late game weapons. So, um, because builds in Borderlands one are a little more streamlined and simplified because you don't have as many skills and everything like that. Um, the less variance in weapons and correct shields and, and class mods. Correct. Yep. The, um, the late game weapons in Borderlands one are pretty, pretty obvious to pick out. It's basically just, Oh, this is the same thing I have. It's a little bit more powerful. Um, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and pick this up. Uh, late game weapons in Borderlands, in Borderlands 2, you're going to be that person that once you get to that point and you start really getting into the end game content, the meat of the game where you're doing raid bosses and Digistruct Peak and all that kind of thing, you're looking for the absolute perfect gear that you can get. You got to be, you got to be so much more selective mm-hmm. and so much more. Uh, you, you, it's really, really important in late game content to know to know the differences between your weapon parts, uh, like we covered in episode one. Um, mm-hmm. And you you need to know the differences in parts and how they affect your weapons and what you're specifically looking for. What tailors best to your play style you know yep. what i mean your, your like, play style and your build and yeah so right. um like we talked before about okay so just as a quick quick example if you're running if you're running an axton build you could probably grab a doll you know a doll assault rifle and have it be fine mm-hmm. but if you're running a grenade axton build you're going to want a torg one mm-hmm. you know because you're going to have that explosive damage and you're going to want 
but you're going to want like an ex, uh, Vladoff barrel on it to make sure you've got a high fire rate or, you know, mm-hmm. or the, or the torn yeah. barrel or yeah, you just, it's really, really important to know the differences and to uh, look for the best one that plays to your character's strengths yep. uh, at that time. Yeah. Like he said, like even, even then e tech weapons are great on just about any character. Like you can build around e tech weapons with just about anyone, but with Axton, you know, because of him, you're going to want to make sure that that's a TDR one. So you get that grenade damage off of it as well. You know, yes. Yeah. It, there you go. That's a really good example. It's, it's all those kind of things. Now here, here's the thing too, is that once you get into late game, stuff scales ridiculously um as as a point of reference um someone who's huge in the borderlands community is uh admiral baru he's been around in the borderlands community for a while to give you an idea shout out to baru shout out to baru uh if you have never seen this it's quite telling a few years back or i'm not sure how many years ago was i know i know it was a number of years back he did a video uh, and well, and, and it was on Twitch when he was doing it, where he was going through, um, Digistruct Peak, uh, which is supposed to be one of the hardest things in the entire game with non legendary, non unique gear. So, no red text gear whatsoever at all. It was all just stock gear. It took him about four- just shit that you could. Sorry, just shit that you can find like we like we talked about in episode one. Correct. Like your your whites through purples. Yeah. Um something that should take you um, you know, maybe half hour, forty-five minutes, somewhere in there around that area, depending on how which character you're using and how good it is and everything like that, took him about four hours. That's bonkers. That I is I can't I yeah. can't even imagine. And he had to be extremely specific on everything. Like he was doing it solo, and when he did, he would, you know, he would fire with a, you know, he would fire with a, like, fire sniper rifle or something like that, you know. And he would, once he was done with that, he would, um, he would switch to an SMG, and he would also switch out his relic and his, um, and his class mod at the same time, just to absolutely have to min-max it out. So That's nuts. It is. I can't, I can't even imagine. Yeah, so, like, and to the point to where he was, he would be, like, using a TDR weapon. Okay, so he'd have one relic on for the TDR weapon, and then when he would go to reload it, he would throw it, and before it hit the enemy, he would switch to an explosive relic so it would do more explosive damage. Like, he had to go that in-depth on it just to be able to do that. So, late-game gear matters. You will be running, you will be running uh, unique and or legendary gear for that to make it work. So, you really got to look more in-depth into it. So, um, bringing that along, that yep. brings us to our next point, which is maybe you're sitting here. You're like, what are relics? <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> so can you, uh, go ahead and pick that up? Yeah. So relics are a, uh, are a new wearable item, I guess you could say. Uh, it's a new equipable, equipable item that gives you bonuses to different things. It's mainly like, think of it as like a, like a mini class mod kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it's a mini class mod that anyone can use. Yeah, there you go. It's a universal mini class mod. It's um, you can get things like you can get um manufacturer specific ones. Um, like a Hyperion one is gonna increase your um accuracy with Hyperion weapons mm-hmm. specifically stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally really like the uh the Moxie uh Moxie's endowment which gives you bonus XP uh for combat kills. Mm-hmm. Um really love that one. There's one that comes with the game of the year 
or that comes with the handsome collection version um that is increases your uh, likelihood of rare drops mm-hmm. by like five percent or something like that yeah i don't yep. remember if it's so um so there's relics for just about everything and finding one specific to your build is always going to be beneficial um, yep. could be something like grenades do more damage or higher chance of elemental effects or mm-hmm. you know whatever it happens to be yeah fight for your lifetime is shorter you get more health when coming out of fight for your life um there's even i mean there's even a couple of unique ones that you can pick up like one, one of them is just the vendors in town countdown quicker which is yeah just kind of weird considering you just like save quit and then go back (laughs) (laughs) right so So, um thanks for that i'm actually so during for my axton playthrough right now that i'm doing uh, i actually have i'm i'm kind of min maxing and swapping between two of them because what i'll do is i have is i have uh i'm running the one that increases your uh rocket launcher ammo capacity yeah so i like max that out and then as i'm farming the bunker I'll whittle it down to almost nothing and then hop back up top, swap to the Moxie's endowment one so I get bonus <laughs> XP and then, you know, fire a single shot into the into the bunker, kill it off, get the bonus XP, look for the sham that will never, ever be there and then do it all over again. Yep. So, man, by the time you're ready for, you know, that next playthrough, you're going to be so overleveled, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got, I've kind of bailed on it because, like I said, I found a couple of bees, so I'm just going to run a bee nice. for now. Okay. And, uh, it's pretty sweet. It's kind of nice. So. Yeah. So, um, so that's relics. Uh, you, you get them, you can get them again, any rarity white through. Are there legendary relics? There are, right? Uh, there's, uh, well, there's, uh, purple ones. I know that. Right. So I'm not sure if there actually are legendary relics. I'll have to take a look at that. I'm not going to look at it now, but no, but yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> but yeah, so they have the same same rarities: uh, white, green, blue, purple, or, uh, purple, <laughs> <laughs> purple, double purple. <laughs> yeah. So uh, look for the best one that suits your play style. Yeah. Um, moving on. Next topic is uh, corrosion in Borderlands One versus slag in Borderlands Two. If you listened to our previous episodes about the uh, builds, about the Borderlands 1 character builds, you'll remember that when discussing Mordecai, we talked a lot about corrosion and how how beneficial it is to Mordecai because you get 15% uh, bonus damage after corroding a guy, or corroding an enemy, and s- that is similar to how slag works in Borderlands 2. Yep. So, um, so yeah, the way that slag works is it is not a, um, it's not a damage type. So you're not actually going to be, if you shoot someone and they, and you slag them, you're not going to actually get any, uh, any additional damage off that. What you will have is that you'll be able to do more damage. Um, you'll be able to do more damage to them, uh, with any other element. So, uh, it's kind of taking what corrosion does and splitting it, uh, splitting it apart a little bit. So um, corrosion still works really, really well against uh, armored enemies and everything like that. The biggest difference now is that um, and there's a freaking lot of them in there, Borderlands too. There are. Speaking of which, a little little mini side note here. Um, uh, they they have different they have different colored health bar above them now because they didn't in Borderlands one. Now now if you're looking at an armored enemy, they'll have a yellow health bar instead. 
Yeah, so, so it's super obvious. Like, this guy's armored. Yeah. Him with corrosive damage. Correct. Whereas in Borderlands 1, you're just like, I don't know what counts as armor. Other than other than Lance, Lanceman, you know, Crimson <laughs> Lance. Like, <laughs> a like that's very obviously <laughs> yeah. armor. Yeah. It's kind of like, in Borderlands 1, it's like, I think that guy's wearing armor, so he's probably armored. <laughs> like and that's kind of how you figured it <laughs> right. out. So in this, it's very clear when they're armored or not. So so and the best way to deal with them now is not just hitting them with corrosion; it's hitting them with slag, so that your corrosion does even more damage on top of it. So right. So right. usually, usually what I like to do is, um, you know, I might hit someone with a with a slag like you know, whatever, like a slag pistol and then switch to maybe uh, a shotgun or something like that. That does a lot more damage. That's corrosive or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. What are um, your favorite? Like if you, if you're in need of a slag weapon, what do you like? What are some like uniques or legendaries that you look for in a slag variant? Oh, grog nozzle for sure. I mean, the grog nozzle is always yeah. going to be, is always going to be slag. But, uh, if, you know, since, since I run, uh, right, so, I mean, to be fair, that's a super, that's like a layup of an answer because <laughs> the, because the grog nozzle is like hands down by far the best choice. If not grog nozzle, then. Okay. If I'm running, if I'm running a melee zero, then I'm gonna, I'm definitely going to be running a slag bladed Ruby for sure. Mm, yeah. yeah. So, that's a good one. um, you know, I'm going to be doing that. Um, trying to think what other, what other slag. Oh, uh, obviously. Uh, another kind of a layup answer, but the legendary uh, weapon, the Slaga. <laughs> so, oh yeah, yeah, you know. Slaga is awesome. Yeah, uh, it fires. Slag, yeah, fires. Slag uh, version uh, Infinity, super nice. There, uh, there's, there's, there's no Slag Infinity. <laughs> oh, there's not. Oh, why did I think there was? I could have sworn that I had at some point. But did you though? <laughs> I maybe it was a dream. That's <laughs> just. Yeah, you modded it in. You used hacks. <laughs> so. Drew so. dreams of slagfinity. <laughs> so is that like Jiro dreams of sushi? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway. Um, so, but yeah. Uh, but yeah. No. Um, you know, it's one of those things where slag was nice when we didn't have to rely on it. You know, like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a crucial point. So, like, you're like, oh, cool. So slag is helpful. No. Slag is very, very important in late game. Okay? Slag is necessary. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's absolute, it's a must-have in, in late game. Um, Mm -hmm. Corrosion, you can get, you can get away with not, you can get through all the playthroughs of Borderlands 1 and not use a single corrosive weapon. Yep. So. You can't do that in Borderlands 2 with slag. Nope. It's just not. (laughs) No. Unless you want to make like, unless you want to pull a uh, Admiral Baru and take, you know, eight times as long to play everything because you're, because you got to hide and swap crap and whatever else. Oh, that poor man. <laughs> I just I feel all the feels. Yeah, all the feels. For I'm him. So, I'm so glad that he was like. I'm so glad that he's a professional streamer because like, I mean, could you imagine if you were just like some dude that was just like doing that like you know it's like oh i did it it's like you did what it's like oh, i i beat digit strike p with no uniques and like the dude next to you is like i don't know what any of that is like, <laughs> right are those words yeah those real real things so, well i'm gonna upload the video to youtube it's like all right you know so if you uploaded it and you didn't have any kind of community it's like oh sweet i got 48 views <laughs> <laughs> right right so so yeah so at least he got something out of it other than bragging rights yeah. so um uh, yeah, 
yeah, next thing that we're going to move on to is, uh, you know, you're probably starting to think this sounds overwhelming. That's okay, uh, because the next thing we're talking about is customization. There's just way more customization of of everything. <laughs> of everything. Yeah. Oh, you think everything, oh, you think all this is overwhelming? Guess what? It gets more overwhelming. You get choices. <laughs> so many choices. <laughs> you think this is overwhelming? Guess what? It's not. It's about to be, though. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, um... Yeah, but it's, you know, there's just more customization. There's way more skills. There's way more weapons. Um, there's, you know, more shields. There's more, there's more everything. There's more prefixes for stuff. Um, and more prefixes. Yeah, you, you know, even to that point, there's, you know, there's more customizations for how you want your character to look, you know. Um, if, you know, I mean, and, and I like the customizations. Most of the time, I mean, it's just different you know, colors and things like that. But I mean, there's a ton of head customizations that are super fun and everything. So it's just, you know what? It's just good times, man. You know, so um, if, if maybe, um, you know, maybe if um, Borderlands 1, you thought, you know what? There's, I like this game. I'm just not, there just doesn't allow enough freedom for different builds and everything. Then, you know, definitely check out Borderlands 2 still. Maybe that's going to be more up your alley. And I'm sure that Borderlands 3 will be even more so that way. Um, just a, just a quick note, but I mean, there's so much customization. Um, do you eventually kind of get pigeonholed a little bit into some specific builds if you're doing super high level play? Yeah, maybe a little bit, but you're still going to have more options than what you did in BL1. So, um, along... Yeah, I would say that, like, while it can be daunting and overwhelming to know the amount of... Like, you can, you can run multiple builds per character and there's multiple ways to do that yeah whereas in borderlands one it's more like so you want to play sniper mordecai you know <laughs> yeah. like this is how it's done and there that's that's what you do that's all you can do yeah you know and the, and the main thing is uh in from bl1 to bl2 uh bl1 i mean you could you know have a little variance in those builds but the you can definitely feel how much variance there is between builds in BL2. Like there's a lot, you know, everything feels very, very different. So like I said, I'm sure. having, I'm having a blast right now. If I just want to like dink around a little bit, I, I just throw on my melee zero and it feels so good. And it makes, you know, like if you've never played it before, it doesn't look like it makes any sense, but it's a good time. So anyway, yeah. Uh, one of the things that gives you more customization is bar or uh, what is badass rank. So um, when you complete challenges in game challenges, you get uh, points of badass rank that's help you increase things a little bit further. And this does things like um, shield recharge delay, fight for your lifetime. Um, it's hilarious that you mentioned shield recharge delay because that's literally the, like, I'll just, quick side note, I'll just put, push the button and be like, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, me too. Unless, <laughs> I, unless I see shield recharge rate, or shield recharge delay. Because mm -hmm. to me that one is, like the, the smaller that is, the better. It's super, super important to me. See, most of the time I end up turning, I personally end up turning badass rank off depending on what character I'm using. Because mm. if I'm running like certain builds of Kree or Salvador, I don't want shield recharge delay to be minimized because those guys do so much more damage when they don't have a shield. Mm. So. All right. So, so like Jeff was saying, it's, uh, 
you can, there's points in many, many different things that you can, um, it's all based on percentages. It's like, hey, you can, uh, shorten the recharge delay by half a percent or, you know, uh, ac- increase your accuracy by, you know, 2% or, or friggin' whatever. Yep. But the point is, is that it's not just specific to that character. It's all, it's all, it's uh, across all that you have yeah. across the board on that, on your system there, you know? Yep. Correct. So, so yeah, so like if I have one, if I have a single, you know, if I have a single Krieg and I haven't put a point into shield recharge delay, you know, fine. If I've got 14 different characters going, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's, it's across the board on all of them and you mm. can't, can't reset it. You can either turn it off or, and that's pretty much it. So. Yep. So, but you know, like I said, you, you do have to kind of watch that a little bit because it can mess with your builds. Like, um, like if I'm running Kree, one of the skills I usually take in him, uh, is, um, well, for most of the time is embrace the pain because, uh, when it's fully stacked with five points into it, and then you can get it, um, higher than that even. So it's 5% per stack. Um, you get, um, or seven percent per stack. My bad. So you can get thirty-five uh, percent fire rate when shields are down, and it actually adds uh, time onto your shield recharge delay. So it's an additional five seconds before it recharges because, you know, if you're if you're killing an enemy and if your shield is down, as soon as your shield comes back up, you're gonna have you're gonna be firing thirty-five percent slower. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, so it's just really careful to focus on that kind of stuff and be aware of it. So, um, there are a lot of good things that bar do. It's worth noting that, um, if you're doing anything kind of competitive or anything like that. So if you're running, uh, the hunt, which is an event where people look for legendary and unique gear, or if you're speed running and things like that, they typically force you. They say you cannot have badass rank on because, it's all about how much time you put into the game, which automatically skews the results. Yes. Yep. So, um, can be a very fun thing to definitely just mess around with and everything like that. But again, if you're doing anything serious, make sure, make sure that's turned off. You don't want to, you don't want to get into speed running borderlands and then all of a sudden, you know, you're just, you're DQ'd because you left your bar on. <laughs> so. yeah, that would, I couldn't even imagine that would be the worst. Right. Anyway. So, all right, cool. Uh, next topic conversation, Iridium slash the black market. Mm-hmm. Uh, iridium is a, it's an element, uh, it actually is responsible for this, for, uh, slag. It's all kind of tied together. You'll kind of learn, uh, you learn a little bit about it in Borderlands 2. You actually learn more about it in the pre-sequel, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, Correct. so, Iridium is a, uh, it's an element, you, it can be dropped from any suitable loot source, uh, <laughs> Enemies drop it. You can find it in chests. Uh, you can find it in lockers and just pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere loot is found. It's yeah. boxes. It looks whatever. like a, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like a, like if you imagine a gold bar, like a bar of gold, you know, trapezoidal on one end and rectangular and, um, like that, but glowy purple shit. So <laughs> <laughs> nice. It looks, it looks really cool. Um, and it is used as currency in one place and one place only, and that's the black market in Sanctuary, uh, run by our old friend, Crazy Earl. Um, the way the black market works is it is how you purchase your magazine and backpack upgrades in Borderlands 2. Mm-hmm. 
In Borderlands 1, you could increase your magazine size through the ammo vendors in uh, uh, that Marcus ran. You just It just took money like normal, which was convenient. I actually really liked that. But in, uh, in this game, it's done only by Crazy Earl, only in Sanctuary. Uh, and you can do it by weapon type. And instead of the uh, backpack upgrades in uh, Borderlands 1 like you would get from saving uh, claptrap units. Yep. Um, instead, you're purchasing those backpack upgrades with, uh, with Iridium. Yep. So, and how much you increase it, you know, the amount that you spend depends on the size of the upgrade. And you can only do it uh, from one level to another. So, like, if you're... If your your sniper rifle comes stock with thirty six shots, uh, uh, in a magazine, and I believe it goes up to forty eight from there. Yeah, I think it increases um, in chunks of twelve. Right, and then it goes to um sixty, um no sorry um fifty right. Yeah, yeah, and this is not in, this is not in your magazine. This is how much you have in reserve, by the way. Yes, yes, exactly. But anyways, so you can't. You can't skip from, you can't, like, save up so much Iridium that you just skip from 36 to, like, 72. Like, it's not a thing. Yeah, like, we know that you've probably done that at some point in your playthrough where in Borderlands 1, you're like, oh, I forgot to pick one up. And so you ended up going from, you know, you you got the the initial upgrade and then you forgot the next one, you know, and then you, by the time you're, like, almost done with, like, your first playthrough, you're like, oh, I can upgrade this again. And you find it and then you skip over, like, a chunk or two, you know, so... Yeah. But yeah. it's it's not possible in Borderlands Two. Yeah. Sorry about you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. But it's it's fine. It's a good system. The only the only downside to it is that I don't. I wish that I could do it elsewhere. You know. Yep. Yep. The um. I don't know. The biggest thing to me, yeah. I mean, yeah. Having to go back to Sanctuary is kind of a pain. The other big thing to me is that uh, and. And Borderlands One, this wasn't, this didn't really matter because for how long we played it like this, it was just that was just how it was. How it was, yeah. But in Borderlands, in Borderlands Two, Iridium is like the only thing that's not an auto pickup, which really sucks. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's you know, I mean, is is a game breaking? No, it's not. Yeah, you can pick it up, not a huge deal, all that kind of stuff. But you know, when you're when you auto pick up, you know, when you auto pick up money and health and all that kind of, you know, ammo, all those kind of things, it's like, this is something that you're going to need anyway. Why not just, why not just auto pick it up for me? Yeah. I really don't understand that choice. Um, by the designers, I, <sighs> whatever, whatever. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> moving on, um, uh, E, uh, Iridium. We also do, uh, um, Something in the lore is that uh, you also have uh, E-Tech weapons. Uh, we've probably already heard uh, heard us talk about this uh, before, which is that E-Tech weapons are just a... Um, um, there's... It's just a little bit of a different weapon type. So uh, E-Techs usually take at least two shots to fire, no matter uh, what... Um, you know, no matter what the... Uh, 
the weapon type is. So whether it's a pistol or a sniper rifle or whatever, but they usually have some pretty fun things that go along with them. Um, you know, they're either faster firing or they have unique abilities where they kind of like home in on the target or just different things like that. So E-Tech weapons are basically just really fun weapons. Uh, they're almost like pseudo legendaries, I guess is what I would call them. Like they're basically, they basically have really cool effects to them, but they're not, you know, they're not um, actual red text weapons. Yeah. And they're, uh, and they're uh, always elemental and um, just mm -hmm. if you're running, if you're running Maya, you're always looking for, uh, for elemental. If, if you're running uh, Krieg, you're always looking for fire stuff, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. It's, it's all beneficial. Oh man, and and never pass up on a corrosive e tech if it's on level. I think I'm I'm pretty sure I said that in episode one. But yep, yep. For real though, it's it's that important because you're gonna be fighting so many damn Hyperion <laughs> robots. It's really really important. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just even if it's just a pistol, it's it comes in really handy. So mm -hmm. yep. So next thing we're gonna move on to real quick is uh is slot machines. So. Do not get sucked into the slot machines because <laughs> it, <laughs> it's really easy. I mean, like it's it's straight up like, you know, it, you know, because you will you'll get there like it will start to feel almost like real world gambling in a sense. You'll sit there and be like, oh, man, almost got the thing. I got a blue weapon. I bet I can get a legendary from the slot machine. You you pay um, in in the base game. You pay money for these slot machines um, in uh in the Tiny Tina DLC, there's other ones that you use Iridium for. And what you're doing is you're basically gambling with these in-game. Uh, there's no... Don't worry, there's no real-world currency to put towards it, so you're okay. But Yeah, no uh, microtransactions or anything like that. Yeah, so you're okay there. But basically what you're doing is you're taking, uh, you're taking these things and you're gambling with your in-game currency. And you might, you know, you just get stuff out of them. Whether it's you might get... You might win some other money or some iridium or skin customization or a gun or anything like that. It's not a great way to actually get stuff, though. No, no, no. That is way underselling it. Okay, straight up, it is a you. The expected value and the return of an on investment is garbage. <laughs> it is. There's. Don't do it. I read a story once about a dude on a guy posted on Reddit saying that his first time ever playing a slot machine, he pulled a legendary and was like, this thing is sick. He dumped so much friggin' in-game currency into that that he was like basically broke. It's just that doesn't happen. I personally in my years of playing Borderlands 2 have pulled maybe a single blue rarity weapon out of there. I mean, and they just, they give you a little taste because it's like, <laughs> it's like, Hey, it only costs 569, but like when you get it, so you'll get a cash, you know, return and it'll be like 350. That's still a loss of money. You're still losing a hundred and whatever, you know, yeah. like it's, and it's not, I can't accuse them of being predatory because like we said, it doesn't, actually involve real world money but it's still like a feel bad to me <laughs> stay away from the goddamn slot machines it's not worth it so i will say that uh one of my earliest experiences with a slot machine was part way through um so it was my very first playthrough of the game and yeah. 
my wife and I were playing it on PS3 split screen. So this tells you how long ago this actually was. This was like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this was like during the first week that it launched and we were going through and we were doing every single side quest in the first playthrough before we got to the end game, like literally sure. every single one. So, so the game was at like level 16. We were at level like 30. So, yeah. okay. Here's the thing. I put some money in. I like, it was just a thing. I'd go to sanctuary. I'd like, you know, put a little money in and then we'd go and do the next thing. And I come home, you know, come back to sanctuary, put a little money in whatever. Okay. So I'm level 30 and I got a level like 16, uh, volcano from it. (laughs) (laughs) And then we, and then we beat the game, you know, on the first playthrough and it instantly became useless. And it was Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. sad. It was so disappointing. That's the thing, is, like, I always tried to, like, if I'm at, like, you know, let's just throw out a number, 500, 502,000, you know, dollars, and what I would do is I'd be like, okay, I'm only going to spend until I'm, like, once, it'll it'll take me below 500,000 once, you know what I mean? So, like, I would set a limit like that. It's, it just doesn't matter. It's just a waste. <laughs> yeah. You know? So just just avoid them. Avoid yeah. the slot machines. Yeah. Like, seriously. Like, people have done numerous videos talking about how long it takes to get a legendary, and it's 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 bad. You know what? If you if you want a better use of your time, go farm a cobra. Like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So uh um, so something else uh that you're gonna find in Sanctuary is the bank. Uh you'll get access to that pretty early in game. Um, yep. It's located, excuse me, at uh, the Crimson Lance headquarters. Base? Yeah, thank you. So, uh, yeah, it's very similar to the bank that's in the Moxie DLC. This just happens to be in the base game, and you get access to it way earlier. So, yeah, I mean, do you use the bank much? I use it a little bit. I mean, mainly I use it for high level play. So I have different characters that all have different, you know, stuff on them, and if. You know, I always keep like a couple slots open in the bank. That way I can, I can put other stuff I find or whatever, just to, just to be able to switch stuff out for those characters. So, so yeah. All right. That's fair. And the way you do that. Yeah. So, well, just for that. However, what happens if you want to switch out things uh, between characters? Well, let me introduce you to clap set clap trap secret stash. No, it's not a euphemism. <laughs> so <laughs> right 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 uh in it is uh, however a nightmare to get to yeah to get access to yeah the thing's just it is just the worst um so claptrap obviously thinks that like you know you're you're that you are his minion and everything like that so to even get to this thing he just makes you jump through so many hoops for this. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't really though. But nah, we're <laughs> so it starts out like that anyway, but basically all it is, is it's, um, is it's a way for There's four slots in it, so there's not much room, but it's a way for you to, if you find something like, say you're playing, um, you know, say that you're playing, uh, Krieg and you find, uh, and you happen to get someone that drops a really good, um, like somebody drops a lie, like you get a Lyuda when you do the story for that. And it's a really good one. And you're like, Oh, this would be really good for zero or for my sniper Maya or whatever you can go. Cause it's not going to be good for Krieg. Let's just say that right away. <laughs> so <you laughs> it's just ahead. not, it's just not, you're going to go ahead and take that. And you're going to put that into the secret stash. 
And when you load in there with any character, whichever character it is, uh, you're going to be able to pick it up from that same secret stash. So it's just a really fun, convenient way to pick up things between characters. So no big deal. Um, that's that's basically it. Again, there's only four slots in it, so use it sparingly or use it often. That's what I'll say. If you're not going to use it, uh, if you're not going to use it, um, if you're going to use it a lot, make sure you take stuff out of it a lot. Or, uh, you know, if you're not going to use a lot, then it's okay to go ahead and keep things in there. Just remember that you only have those four slots. I can't say that any any clearer. So, are there, do you have anything that you keep uh, perpetually in your uh, in your secret stash? Uh, I I do usually keep a um, I do usually keep uh, a perfect um, double penetrating uncomed herald in there. At, yep, same. At, at, at I was just level. wondering. <laughs> So, um, mine, mine's the one that I have in there is only a level nine, but it's, it's really handy. It's, yeah. it just avoids, I don't have to farm savagely at all in first playthrough. So mm-hmm. super nice. Yep. So, so that, and then, uh, a couple of the, um, a couple of the, um, the relics, like a couple of the really fancy relics that you can get, mm, yeah. um, like the, um, you know, the, the was it like the blood of the seraphs and stuff like that yeah yeah so anyway so yeah just those um yeah other uh so moving on we also have the uh the golden chest um so people that are now into borderlands one they added the golden chest in there so you're probably pretty familiar with this um but um keep in mind you will not be able to find uh, any legendary weapons in the golden chest. That's not how it works. Not in Borderlands. Never. Two. Never. Ever. So you can find them in Borderlands 1. I know you can get the new Gearbox legendaries in Borderlands 1. You will not be able yeah. to find it in Borderlands 2. So. Still, that being said, it's it's super handy. Personally, the way that I use it is I kind of hoard my golden keys, um, which you can get from... Uh, you can follow uh, Randy Pitchford on Twitter or uh, or Gearbox or uh, Borderlands. Uh, frankly, the easiest the easiest w- way to go to about it, and a lot of people kind of poo poo this idea, but uh, there's this website called Orcs O R C Z, and they have an entire listing of uh, codes for the golden keys. I really kind of I don't really worry about it. Um, until I'm low on them, and then I'll yeah. go through orcs again and kind of... I try to stay above, like... I, I always want at least, like, 20, bare minimum, I would say. Yeah, because if, um, if you decide to go on a shopping spree, like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I never but I never go above, like, 100, because it's just not necessary. Most of the time, you can either... You can farm stuff, or you can... Uh, or you can get certain uniques that you're looking for, or, you know, things of that nature. Or you can just find stuff laying on the ground. But every now and then you're playing along and you're like, man, I'm just really struggling and I just need a better shield or a better better pistol or, or what have you. So it's really handy to have a bunch of golden keys on hand to just run in there, you know, open up the chest a few times, see what you get. And th- so now that is gambling. Okay, it kind of is. It kind of is gambling, but you're guaranteed at least blue rarity items. So like either blues or purples or etex. Yeah. And and if you don't, if you're running, (laughs) if you're playing gauge and you get a sniper rifle, (laughs) uh, you you can still sell it. So there's no there's no feel bads. You know what I mean? Plus, it's something that you're literally getting. 
you're, for I mean, free you're, for free yeah so you know not it, it not, doesn't cost you any in-game currency to buy golden keys or anything like that so yeah so perfect it works i mean it works out pretty well so like i said that's the main difference though is that, that if you have been playing borderlands one uh keep in mind again you will not ever 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 get any legendaries from the golden chest in borderlands 2 it is designed yep. specifically not to give you legendaries that is how they made it okay yeah. it's it's not just like oh well there's only a zero 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 you know what one per you know point one percent chance or whatever it is you know it's like no it's it's it is it is a zero point zero per percent chance to get it okay yeah yeah so, exactly so yeah. uh that is going to bring us to our last topic that we're going to cover uh for the day i'm keep in mind there's there's many 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 differences between uh borderlands one and borderlands two but we just figured that these are some of the more important things to know going from the first game to the sequel mm-hmm. um so but uh, so if we didn't if we didn't cover something, let us know. You know we're probably aware of it, but we just figured like we can't make this a three hour show. So yeah. Um, but anyways, so the last thing we're going to cover is moxie weapons, and uh, moxie weapons are what they sound like. They're weapons that uh, that moxie has created. Branded. That's what I'm going to go with. I guess. I yeah. don't know. So in in the pre sequel, we see like working on stuff in the shop in the back i kind of think that maybe she like makes these i mean she she very well might yeah so or like moxie modded weapons like you can yeah so, like you can get like a uh like you can buy a car right and they yeah. can send it off to like a performance shop to have them you know do stuff on it and then it's branded by them so yeah yeah so maybe she just does it with guns yeah could be so um <laughs> she's the carol shelby of the uh of the borderlands <laughs> 2 of she's the carol shelby of pan of Pandora. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> perfect. So, uh, the cool thing, so Moxie weapons are, besides being cool, uh, cool looking are really, really helpful and important when you're playing Borderlands two, because they regain your health. They like it, actually, I guess it's more of like a drain health type of effect. Yeah. Um, cause I don't want to say they gain you health because it, it, literally takes health away from enemies and mobs. It's like a like a transfusion effect. Um mm-hmm. so there's there's many different versions. There's the there's the heartbreaker, there's the grog nozzle, there's the ruby. Um mm. those are the I would say those are the big three. Yeah. Um yeah. Um keep in mind it is Moxie, so most of these are going to be like slightly <laughs> slightly innuendo-esque sounding oh um, yeah for sure go, going through going through these and what we have in borderlands 2 we have uh in order of um in order of uh alphabetical order duh uh it is the bad touch uh the Sherami, the creamer the crit the <laughs> good touch <laughs> Yeah, I know. The grog nozzle. Keep it together, man. <laughs> the, I can't do it. The the heartbreaker, the kitten, Moxie's endowment, um, the probe, the ruby, the slow hand, and the vibra pulse. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right, um, so, um, yeah. yeah, so the big three are, uh, like I said, uh, definitely the grog nozzle is, is numero uno, mm. for sure. Yeah. Um, it is a uh, it's a unique uh, mission item in the uh, Tiny Tina DLC. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, you gotta get claptrap a beard. Um, you gotta fight these dwarves. All this other bullshit. Don't turn in the quest. Don't turn in the quest. Keep that gun. Because because you you will lose it. That's yeah. that's how it works. It it is only a quest item. So, um, for yeah. that item specifically, like most of the other ones are like mission rewards and stuff like that. But, yeah. but for the grognosel specifically, it's a it's a mission item that you only get to use during that mission. So if you turn in that mission, it goes away forever. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yep. So um, so yeah. Um, oh, and also uh, alternatively, like something you if you're playing and you get a grog nozzle and you uh, and you let's say you quit the game, you know you go and do whatever because you have a real life outside of Borderlands. First of all, let me know what that's like. Yeah, uh, really. <laughs> I've left this room in game, five years. <laughs> yeah, when you come back to the game um, and you load up, it's it's going to have different stats and stuff. That's because mm-hmm. it it reloads. It's a different version every time. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not going to have the same version, but it does. It's, it's universally going to have the same effect, uh, which is... Uh, like a transfusion effect of, I want to say on the grognals, it's like 65% or something like that. 65%, which is nuts. I mean, the, <laughs> the, the best one before that was the Ruby, which was 12.5. So, you know, let and that. And we were all using that. Yeah, we were, we were all using that. We're like, this is the greatest thing ever. And that's like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so. you think so. And, uh, and what else is cool is that it's, it, with Moxie weapons, it's not just that weapon. If you have, um, if you have grenades uh, that you're using, or if you have a, uh, does it affect shields that do Nova damage? I believe so. Yeah. Nice, nice. So, it's even better than I thought. Yeah. So, but it just you can't just. But if you swap to a different weapon, it won't work with that. It's just when you have the Moxie weapon in hand, or in Salvador's case. <laughs> if you if you have a moxie weapon in your off hand, then whatever weapon you have in your on hand <laughs> in uh when you're in uh gunzerker mode, it's it will affect that. So Yeah. Like like here's the thing. It's it's they're built super weird. Like how they <laughs> decide sure. to do it, like I want because I wanna I wanna make a point, okay? If you're Krieg and if you have a grog nozzle in your hand and you uh-huh. And you go to melee somebody, and you uh-huh. and you have silenced the voices, so uh-huh. you've got that twelve percent chance to hit yourself in the face. <laughs> <laughs> that dam that damage done if you're holding the grog nozzle while it happens will actually heal you instead of hurting you. <laughs> That's why we love this game. Yes, specifically, like so. So yeah, all For that all, one thing. <laughs> all these, all these, all these moxie weapons are great for doing that kind of thing. Uh, there are a couple of them I run on, on different characters. We'll get into more specific things with them at different times and everything. These are both a blessing and a curse uh, because it's great that they heal you. Most of the time, they're just really solid weapons in general, even if they didn't have the healing factor to them. Yeah, that's for sure. And and something that I like is the fact that um, some of them are. So the ruby is. Uh, I mean, the mission reward ones, the Ruby and the Heartbreaker, um, really, really handy. Some of the other ones are a lot more, some of the other ones are more difficult to get because they involve doing, um, doing arena style challenges, mm-hmm. um, like the, uh, Circle of Slaughter and the Creature Slaughter Dome and, and just stuff like that. But, sure. um, 
but the Heartbreaker and the and the Ruby are both available in the vanilla game um, without doing any extra craziness. Yep. And the good touch is uh, the good touch and the bad touch. You can get either one of those just for giving Moxie a shit ton of money, which is yep. really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the bad touch is a uh, corrosion SMG uh, that you give uh, that she gives you after you tip her ten thousand dollars in her uh, in her jar, and the good touch is an incendiary one that you get after tipping her uh, twenty thousand. Yeah. So. so the the reason I say they're a curse is because here's the thing: is that with like anything, when these became prevalent and the more of them that they did, these also became necessary for the game as they balanced around them. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Um, and that's just kind of how that's just kind of how Borderlands is. Like, if you want to if you want to go through all the way to OP eight, you're gonna need legendary slag, moxie, you know, like all these different kinds of weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But they they all have their place. They're all super handy, and and frankly, they're kind of fun. They're just fun, you know. They are. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, I really like using I really like using uh, the kitten. That one's a fun one to to have on Krieg. I actually have a corrosive kitten on. Ew, it's actually, an assault which, rifle. I've got a spinny barrel one. Oh, so, okay. So because with Krieg's skill, I can have that thing to where it just has it's got it it's got it's got it's got so much ammo <laughs> like. <laughs> nice yeah so because the more the more he hurts someone the more stacks he has um then the bigger his magazine gets so you're literally like it's like all right i've reloaded this thing three times and now i'm out of ammo like (laughs) (laughs) right um also uh when you and when you and uh, your wife and i were playing uh recently we decided to grind out the uh the creature slaughter thing for a while and you ended up getting a hail Mm mm-hmm Yep. So, yep, because that's the mission reward for that, and and uh, that. I'm sorry, I, not the creature slaughter. That's the Fink's Fink's slaughterhouse. Yeah. In the so, Yeah. Anyway, um, you know, because the hail can be pretty good for Krieg too. So, uh, and that way, I had a couple of different choices. So, so the Moxie weapons are great. Always be on the lookout for them. Um, you know, like I said, if you get if you get the grog nozzle, don't don't give it away because the only way that you're going to be able to like, don't complete that quest. The quest doesn't give you anything good. It really doesn't. It gives you like no. experience. I think. And that's it. Right. Experience I, and money. I don't even remember. Maybe I don't even know. Here. It's been so long since I've completed <laughs> that quest. I literally don't even remember. <laughs> right. So, but yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, just get it, keep it. That's, that's the way it is. Um, and you know, look for the different moxie weapons that you can use on your different builds because just about any build, you're going to be using something. So. Yeah, you can look that up. I mean, I'm sure that it'll any kind of build that you're doing, it'll if you look it up on uh, on the internet, it, they'll say, "Hey, you're gonna want to run this moxie weapon or whatever." And yeah, or and if you just pull up the pages for those weapons, in particular, they'll be like, "Hey, this is really good for doing this kind of build." Yeah, so. and for for the record, I know I stated the vibra pulse on there. I do want to backpedal a little bit because the vibra pulse is uh, the vibra pulse is a. Um, it's that's actually something that and the probe both are from the pre sequel, not Borderlands two. So oh right, right, yes, yep. correct. So um, so anyways, um, so that's going to wrap up our discussion about uh, things that Borderlands one players should know about Borderlands two. Yep, uh, that's going to take us into our final segment of this episode, which is always is going going gun. <laughs> so this week, this week on. Going, going, gone. Uh, we are talking about the Mongol. It is a legendary Vladoff rocket launcher that is in not one, not two, 
but three games. <laughs> Sorry. Get that air horn in there. Anyway. That's cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it was in Borderlands 1. Um, pretty useful in Borderlands 1. Um, let's uh, go ahead and talk about what it do. You. You talk about what it Me? do. Me? Me? Yeah. Oh, no, I, I, I'm sorry. I was very unprepared for this conversation. <laughs> no, all right, fine. So, in Borderlands 2, it is a uh, variant of a Vanquisher-style rocket launcher, uh, which is Vladoff, obviously. The uh, Mongol is a Vladoff with a Vladoff barrel. Can come in any elemental type. Can drop from... Intent. Uh, any any suitable loot source in the game? <laughs> any suitable loot source! Uh, especially Dukino's mom in Lynchwood. Uh, gotta kill that mom, get that rocket launcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, what it does. Fires a single large rocket for the cost of two ammo that sporadically releases multiple smaller rockets at random angles. Uh, spawned rockets are only explosive. F-Y-I. So, it's like, I don't know, it's like, I've seen stuff like this in, like, TV and movies and stuff like that. You'll see, like, a single projectile. And then other ones, like, come out of it. Yeah. Except for these ones are all crazy and go all over the place and cause mass chaos. Yeah. So. Uh, you talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, because of this, it makes it really good for anything that's a anything that's a huge enemy, like any really big enemy, because you're going to have multiple rockets hitting it. Or um, it will also be really good for lots of smaller enemies in that same way. So. Um, you know, if you've got, if you've got a really powerful enemy, that's, that's pretty small moves around pretty quick. Maybe, maybe don't use this one, but yeah, you know, for sure. But you know, anything where you're going to be able to, uh, anything where you're going to be able to hit either lots of enemies or one really big enemy. So, you know, think like, um, you know, so well, think like the destroyer, the destroyer pops out, you know, yeah. you fi- figure out where it is, launch them rockets, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. So, um, so yeah, it, it is, it is a very, it is a very fun one, uh, to get. So, um, you know, just kind of weird now, normally not, not big on Vladoff rocket launchers, but you know, this one seems to work pretty well in, in Borderlands too, just kind of going off the wiki here, you can get it in shock incendiary, corrosive slag, or just, you know, um, explosive, um, you know, and then, uh, in the, uh, pre-sequel you can also get it in cryo as well so that's 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 pretty fun actually yeah that's kind of neat so yeah anyway uh, uh in borderlands one um it doesn't do any just fyi it doesn't do any critical damage yeah so like like jeff said don't try to use it on like baron flint you know mm-hmm. um yeah sorry flynn Flint. I can never remember. It's Flint between him, yeah. and him, and okay. That's medicinal. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, like a single regular human-sized enemy, don't do that. If you're fighting the rack hive, you know, yeah, light that dude up. Yeah. Or even if you're using it for his racks, it's great, you know. So, um, yeah. you know, if you're if you're going after Cromerax or something like that, it's really good too. So sure. Uh, uh fun little uh note here at the end of going going gun uh the weapon's name and effect refer to a tactic used by mongol warriors when they would charge an enemy and then split up and surround him nice that's fun that is really fun so but yeah, yeah. 
Ancient uh, murderers killing people. Yeah. Wicked cool. Do you know that uh, because of all the uh, all the stuff that uh, the Mongols did and everything? Uh, um, God, what was their leader's name? Genghis Khan. That's it. Yeah, it's been a long time since history class. So, do you know that because of like how many kids he had and everything like that? There's a there's like a point zero five percent chance that anyone on Earth is like <laughs> directly related to him. Yeah, that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. That's pretty nuts. So, anyway, we're not just a Borderlands podcast now. We're an ancient history podcast. Deal, <laughs> deal with it. Anyway, so I think that's going to about wrap it up um, for this. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, hopefully you've listened to our, our mini-sode that's going on. Hopefully there's a lot more news. Hopefully there's DLC that's being played right now. So, so yeah, that's all we got for you this week. Yeah, so uh, thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter at a Vault Hunters Pod. Um, or you can hit us up at our Gmail account, which is a vault hunters guide at gmail.com. And, uh, that'll wrap it up for this week. Thanks a lot for listening. Uh, good luck and good drops. (laughs) 